Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Real Vision Crypto. Enjoy today's show. Welcome to Real Vision Crypto. I'm Ash Bennington. Today, we talk to the guys from Hyperion Decimus, Chris Sullivan and Rishi Narang. Chris, you're a well-known face here at Real Vision. Why don't you jump in and introduce Rishi? I understand he has a very cool title. Uh, we're not big on titles here at HD, but Rishi definitely has the best one. His is the dude. And for all the Lebowski fans, they know what we're referring to. Um, I think all of us take a lot of passion and integrity into the work product that we create. And, and Rishi's is very valuable and very unique on our end. Um, not only is he a phenomenal author, but also a quantitative wizard and gives very holistic top-down advice to our team, helps with models and, and going to be introducing some strats into the book as well. And so we, we're really just driving on the expertise of anyone. We're, we're all very into fate and the coalescing of good human beings. And we're, we're really fortunate to have Rishi work with us and, and impart his wisdom into the team. Rishi, dude and quant man, tell us a little bit about what you do at Hyperion Decimus. Yeah, so like Chris said, um, I've got a lot of history in, in quant hedge funds. So I'm 26 years in the hedge fund business now. I uh, co-founded a, a quant fund in the equity space back in, well, fund started in, the, uh, in 2001. Um, and, you know, I've invested in hundreds of quant funds and looked under the hood of thousands of them. So, uh, you know, I've seen enough models uh, that, I have opinions that are maybe somewhat informed about them. So yeah, sometimes uh, when the guys want any sort of an opinion on how to tune a model or whatever, you know, they'll, they'll bring it up and I'll talk to them about it. Um, other times, uh, it's more about business advice and structuring deals with, you know, this group or that group or whatever. Um, or, yeah, it's a it's a growing business, so there's tons to do. Um, and you know these guys have really built something very special and have done it in a, in a pretty unorthodox way, which is great. Chris, with that said, I know you've been on many times, but let's give people a quick refresher on the big picture about what you guys do at Hyperion Decimus. Well, at HD, we are a digital asset only manager. Um, we recently launched a second hedge fund, TBD, on, on info on that. Uh, but the primary flagship is Libertas Fund is a quant-driven multi-strat, and a lot of our day is, is kind of spent solving for, right? You've got different market conditions that all of us have experienced in any asset class, whether it be a momentum or a trending or a mean reverting or choppy or bearable, whatever the, the trend may be. You, you want to put models that are lo have lower correlation, have differentiated alphas together, and that essentially would smooth out the ride and having more irons in the fire that can win, that can lose. I mean, it, it, it's literally that simple. Then you can break it down into, you know, how robust is this factor? Is this a factor that we want to use for mean reversion? Is this a factor we use for trend following? Is this a factor for arbitrage or market making? And so a lot in crypto is, is done in kind of a best efforts standpoint where you take alpha concepts from TradFi and test and apply them to crypto. What's 
what's fascinating and is being integrated pretty quickly here at HD is, is a lot of the uh, on-chain data. It's just formalizing that into algorithms is a bit of a, a reach right now, but utilizing it for backdrop for each of the models and then how, how we can match the on-chain with the right duration metric is really what our focus is kind of near term. So for people who are basically coming to this from a traditional finance perspective, on-chain data, obviously, it's a new category uh, of data uh, with which to invest or trade on. Give us the 50,000-foot overview of what on-chain data is and why on-chain data is so important. It's really an expression, I would call it, of the second derivative of price and psychology, right? Um, in one sense, you can extrapolate the health of the network. In another sense, you can extrapolate the, the trending of the data itself, whether bullish or bearish. And, and there's so many different data points that opinions out on what should be used for what specific quant strategy or, or category. But I, I think right now our, our approach is to take sort of a macro and mean reverting view, not take it at lower time scales for market making or, or some sort of high frequency trading, where I think the confidence interval on the robustness of each of the factors is a lot higher if you go in, in the mean version category and you take more of a duration aspect to it. Rishi, jump in. That's firmly in your cap in terms of quant analysis. Yeah, so there's also um, some nuances in which chains are providing what kind of on-chain data. So like the on-chain data for Bitcoin is a totally different animal from the on-chain data for, say, Avalanche. Yeah, so, you know, with with Bitcoin, you're really looking at more data types, right? With Avalanche, you first have to run a node to see the mempool because that's really the primary initiating data piece that we want to look at is the mempool, which really tracks. Mempool is uncommitted transactions to the chain. Correct. And we are very big here on fast finality. Um, that's kind of a phrase that we use internally, and, and that's, that's essentially where you're going from mempool to confirmation, right? What's that mean, fast finality? It, it's just the duration of, if you're batching transactions, for example, or it's a single transaction, how, how quickly does that finalize, right? And you've got the creation of new block, the algorithms, every, everything checks out and the transaction goes through the network. I mean, this is really interesting stuff because what you guys are doing here uh, is you're taking sort of quantitative analytic data from the network, kind of computer science type stuff, and you're trying to overlay that uh, in terms of pricing and trend. That's a really intriguing type of way of thinking about this and something that we've never done before in traditional markets because that on-chain data component simply didn't exist in that market. There are analogs, I would say. Um, so as an example, in the options markets, um, you can look at put call skew just to, to be trivial about it. Or in HFT, uh, in equities, where you have an order book, uh, you can look at the shape of the order book and how it's changing. So for example, uh, if the mid is, well, let's say it's like a $10 by $11. I know it's a dollar spread, but whatever. So the, like the stated mid is 1050. But if you look at the the weighting and the shape of that weighting, like how far out is there a lot of posting? How far from the mid is there a lot of posting on the bid side versus the offer side? The true mid is going to be different. So there is there are analogs for this. In, in my book, I call it technical sentiment. You're absolutely right that there is a whole category of data that doesn't exist, but there are things that rhyme with it in a certain way from traditional finance. So basically you're trying to take those lessons that you've learned in, for example, HFT on the quant side and find analogs and ways to apply it 
You mentioned your book. Tell us a little bit about the context of the book and how it relates to what you do today. Oh, sure. So um, that, that was not intended to be a plug, but I, I sort of came up with this term because I didn't know what to call it, um, this technical sentiment term. Uh, in 2007, traditional quants had a bit of an episode where a bunch of them lost like a shit ton of money. Uh, and that happened because of a sort of knock-on effect of the beginning of the credit crisis, uh, which actually did start in 2007. Um, and so you had hedge funds that had both a kind of a distressed credit book, but also a quant hedge fund book. Uh, and there were a number of other ingredients, but in short, a whole bunch of stat arg guys blew up. And like you're talking losses of, you know, 40, 50% for strategies that had volatilities of like five. So like, you know, six sigma, 10 sigma moves, like just should never happen. And like in the history of the universe should never happen. But um, there was a bunch of just stupidity in the industry about what caused it and what the implications were. And I'm someone who kind of gets irritated easily. So I was chatting with a friend of mine whose name is Steve Drobny, uh, who wrote a book uh, called Inside the House of Money. Excellent on the global macro side, interviewed all these really amazing global macro traders. And I was just just bitching. I was like, hey, man, this is really stupid and annoying. Like my job just went from fun to stupid because I'm spending all day explaining things to stupid people. Um, <laughs> and he goes, well, if, if you know, if you know, all, if you know so much, you should write a book. I'm like, fuck it. Maybe I will write a book. And then like literally he texts his uh, publisher at Wiley and he's like, hey, this you're going to publish this guy's book. And within like a week, I had a contract from Wiley, having never thought about actually writing a book. Um, and so uh, I wrote it out of just sheer uh, like irritation. And uh, indeed, the first editor of my first edition, after he read the, the first draft, he goes, so the content's really good, but I feel like I've been yelled at for 200 pages. And I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, I've been yelling at you for 200 pages. And he goes, and also there's not a single example. And I'm like, yeah, examples are redundant. You know, I told you the concept, so fucking understand it. It's not hard. He goes, yeah, that's not going to work, dude. You got to give examples. I'm like, all right, fine. Then I'm going to make you go through the text. And every time I'm too bitchy, <laughs> you got to put this character string. And every time I need an example for you idiots, tell me, like put a little thing, like example needed in brackets. And then I just did like a find and replace. So every time he said it was too grumpy, I replaced it with something ostensibly less grumpy. Hey there, revolutionaries. Thanks for tuning in. For more content like this, head over to realvision.com forward slash crypto and get unfiltered access to the most brilliant minds in finance and crypto. Join our community of lifelong learners for exclusive access, unparalleled education, and unbiased insights.